Welcome back with us to Just Ask Rethinking Development Podcast with your hosts here, Brian Wilburn, Director of Development at St. Paul's Newman Center, and with me, Greg Jeffrey, founder of Catholic Development Group. We got a kind of fun episode for you guys today. It's called Absurd Moments in Fundraising. Greg and I are going to just get into it in our experience in fundraising, and, and we're gonna we're not going to pull any punches. We're just going to let you guys know the real thing as far as uh, absurd things. So, I don't, Greg, do you, have you ever experienced absurd moments? Yeah, you know, I just think our, our audience deserves something like this, something a little light, <laughs> something a little fluffy. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, Hotels.com, stay 10 nights, you get one you for get free. One, yeah. Well, we've done, this is, we've done 30 podcasts. If you listen to 30 podcasts, it for every 10 podcasts, Brian... I think you get a funny story. Yeah. Well, and you think like when you go ask people for money, weird things are going to happen. Weird things are going to happen. Yeah. So let's. I mean, okay. Let's let's not. Weird thing number one. Let's okay, get going. We've got three of them suspense. for you today. All right, right. What is it, Greg? And I can tell these stories because the people I'm speaking about. I'm not going to give any names, of course, but yeah. just you know. So Names don't try and change to protect the identity. They've all gone to their eternal reward. Okay, well, so, that. so don't, don't try and even guess who this is. So, <laughs> okay. so this first story dates many, many years ago. And I'm working with a school in Ohio. That's the furthest we'll narrow it down. And, and we're doing a capital campaign. And the principal and I go out to California to visit with one of his graduates. So far, so good. Yep, seems normal. So far, so good. Now, this graduate happened to be director of the Betty Ford Center. Now, you know what the Betty Ford Center is, right? Mm. Tell our audience what the Betty Ford Center is. The Betty Ford Center. Wasn't she, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to sound stupid here, isn't she the one that made the American flag? Isn't that Betty Ford? Isn't that? You know what? Education in your generation <laughs> is so pathetic. Come on now. No. <laughs> Betty Ford was first lady. Oh, Gerald Ford? Correct. And she came out to the public about her alcoholism. And as part of her new life, she started the Betty Ford Center in California, as I believe how the story came. But the point is, the Betty Ford Center in California kind of catered to a lot of the rich and famous from Hollywood. And so there's always a lot of very famous oh. people there. Okay. So this graduate from Ohio, he was the director of the center. And when I called him on the phone, and he explained to me, yes, but when you come, there will be people that, you know, security guards that will usher you in. Mm -hmm. You'll have to sign a non-disclosure agreement and so on and so forth. <laughs> right? Wow, okay, okay. So I mean, it was a extremely tight security. It was, more, it was tighter security than any bank or manufacturing facility I've ever been in because they're trying to keep the paparazzi away, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Famous clientele. So I explained this to the principal. On the plane ride down, I repeated a couple of times, and we get to Los so Angeles. Far, so so far, so good. I think we're doing fine. Get to Los Angeles, rent a car, drive to the Betty Ford Center that afternoon. And uh, the minute you drive onto the property, there's little guys in security security guys in little golf carts that come to your car <laughs> and usher you to the door, ask for your ID, state your business, and then usher you to the door. When you get to the door, there's two gated locks that you have to go through. And when you get in, even before you get into the facility, you have to stop at a 
security window mm. and sign a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, and in yeah. the non-disclosure agreement, it it's says, intense. it's very intense. In the non-disclosure agreement, it says, anything you see or hear on this facility stays here, right? Or they can sue your pants off, right? right? So the point is, let's be respectful, sir, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Principal. Let's be respectful and understand where we're at, right? So we go into the lobby. We're waiting for the director. His secretary finally comes out and says, Mr. So-and-so will see you now. So we go back. We sit down. The guy's got a beautiful office, giant oak desk. The first I don't know. We didn't even get hello out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. And the principal says to the director of the Betty Ford Center, he looks, his eyes kind of shift back left and to the right. He goes, so uh, is there anybody famous here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Anyone famous? So is there like uh, <clears throat> anybody famous here? <laughs> well, it's like, are you not? They are just you, I, told you not to pay attention <laughs> and think about it. So that's. Yeah, absurd moments in fundraising, <laughs> like right? How there. many times it does? Well, that's pretty nuts. You have to go through security get to even get in the door. I, yeah, mine, <coughs> uh, mine is very much a rural North Dakota absurd moment, and it was. This happens all the time um, when you have to go see someone in a rural part of, of North Dakota or any state for that matter. You cannot trust something like. Google Maps or Apple Maps because they don't always know exactly where someone is. So it was one of those situations where you follow the GPS. I'm with uh, our pastor, Father Cheney, and you follow the GPS, and and sure enough, you're basically in a cornfield, and you're like, well, where's the nearest house? And we go to a couple houses we see, and we're like, it's probably one of these. And we went with the first bet because the last name, they had a big sign in the front yard with the last name, and I'm like, well, that's the last name of the one we need to see. So I go up to him and, and no, no, that's not the one. It's uh, it's a kid. Well, that makes sense. They would have the same last name. But he said he lives in that house over there. So you probably want to go over there. And we said, okay, we'll go, we'll go over there. And now there's two houses and they're right next to a massive, massive farm, farm operation. And so we go over, you know, father and I, I'm driving. We have a, a car. Father is a, is a fun celibate priest hobby. He likes to say he flies an airplane. And so we take a, a plane um, that he's been part owner in. And so we fly the plane and you always get these weird cars that are at a rural airport. So we're driving this beat up old, you know, dust buster. And so we pull up to the other house thinking, okay, this is his house now. And I call him, no luck. But then what do we hear about? Bam, who come, this dog, Cujo, comes around the side of the house and I could just tell this dog is looking to rip somebody up and you know you kind of like see the dog and one of the big telltale signs is is the tail wagging or not Mm. the tail's not wagging this thing is literally ready to, to take somebody out and so I'm calling the guy and I'm like I'm not getting out of the car and I call the guy I call the guy no answer but I'm like man he might be in there and and I'm like well I'm not getting out of the car and father says well I'll get out of the car Gets out of the car, boom, dog is on him, like right in front, just, and I can tell he's going to bite him. So I then have to pop my door open to draw the dog's attention so father can get back in the car. Like a, like a rodeo clown. <laughs> like a rodeo yeah, clown. Yeah, I had to like, you know, fake the dog out. The dog runs around, father hops back, and he's like, that thing was going to bite me. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's, that, yes, he was. So then finally, this guy gets back to us, or, um, 
yeah, he gets back to us and he's like, oh no, sorry, I'm out in the field. I'll be over at the, I'll meet you over at the office. So we're like, great. We don't have to see Cujo anymore. So we drive over to the farm operation, park it, some gals there. And we say, yeah, so uh, I get, I guess that Steve's not here yet, but uh, we were over at the house. So that dog, um, has it, uh, you know, uh, what, what's up with that dog? Oh, that dog? Oh, that's Kodiak. He's my dog. He's a he's a good dog. And I said, yeah, he doesn't seem that way. Has he ever bit anybody? And they're like, well, the mailman says he has, but we I don't know if I believe that. I'm like, well, I would believe him. And finally, we do meet this guy. We end up having a great meeting, but nearly got taken out by this uh, this ridiculous kill hound in order to finally get this guy. So that's what we went through to get the appointment. You know what's worse? Okay, you ready to top me? What is it? Have you ever been taken down by a goose? <laughs> goose? Oh, oh, they look cute. They look cute, but yeah. they, they, them, them little jaws they got. Oh, oh, they're mean critters. Just, just. You've never had it. You've never, you've never been to a farmstead. Get close to them. I just look at them and I'm like, yeah, they're kind of, kind of crap and everything. You've never seen a, a good like, goose fight. Just, no, 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 no. What's it called? Like, a, like a watch goose. Like a watchdog, a watch goose? No, oh, no, I've never seen this. You don't want to. You don't want to. It's ugly. <laughs> yeah, they are a nasty creature. Well, okay, so what's <laughs> third your third story? What's, yeah, what's your, okay. what's your next? So my third moment? story. I think, again, this goes back to my days in Ohio. So I'm with a Catholic school principal, and he was like a fundraiser's dream. This guy was as malleable in personality. Mm. Conservative people loved him. Liberal people loved him. Stern people loved him. Crazy people loved him. He was just a lovable guy because he was such an extrovert. He could read off people's signals and he would be one of them. So we go out to visit with a graduate from the school, right? And um, they offer us dinner that night. Well, sure, we'll stay for dinner. We had a nice conversation. We'll stay for dinner. And things are heating up. And they're very much... uh, hmm, a granola type family, very. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how even to describe it. This this nature earthy, oh, very that kind of yeah, very uh, crunchy granola, crunchy kinda, granola yeah, type yeah. type folks. You know, Woodstock was quite a time. yes. Yeah. There you go. You got Woodstock in your head. So <coughs> I read some history. Greg, we so. hadn't booked a hotel yet, and so they said, "Hotel, forget about it. You're staying with us tonight." <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, really seriously, we're going to stay with a. Yeah, we're gonna ask the them from yeah, yeah with the hippies. We're gonna ask them for money anyway. So they bunk us down in the family room, and you know the the, the principal on the floor and me on the on the couch there. Next morning I wake up, the principal's gone. I smell bacon cooking, but the principal's gone. gone. So I quickly get dressed. You know, in your hair, you may haven't had your shower yet, so you look like garbage, right? Yeah. But this is the solicitation call, Brian. Yeah, this yeah. is a solicitation <laughs> We're call. We're still trying to make the solicitation happen, yeah. So I go into the formal dining room. Very nice house. Going to the formal dining room. I know. Go into the formal dining room, and there's the principal sitting at the table in nothing but a pair of silky shorts. <laughs> I know it. I mean, no shirt, no pants. He, he slept that way. He woke up. He stretched. He went to see what was for breakfast. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other end of the table, there's like a 12-year-old girl looking at him, looking a little bit uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So when the graduate left the room to go help her husband who was making the bacon, I said to him, hey, Bill, like this. And I went like this, like, put a shirt on for love. (laughs) (laughs) Go do it. So when I got back, when I got back 
to the, the monthly meeting of the firm, I said to the guys, you know, this is one of the things we need to put in the manual for our clients is number one, before the before you solicit a gift, put a shirt on. Yes, that has it shouldn't ha- you would think we wouldn't have to say it, but yes you do. Well did you exactly. close the gift though? I believe we did. Nice. Okay. Well. All right. Well, that's all we have, kids. Yeah. Next, we'll do it again sometime. But those are some absurd moments in fundraising for you guys. And uh, if you if you want, you know, share with us some of your absurd moments. Oh, We'd love. We would love love to hear them. Send it to. Uh, go to catholicdevelopment.org and uh, contact us that way, or go to uh, just send us an email at justaskdevelopment at gmail dot com. Whatever you guys want. Thanks so much. See you next week. Send us your stories.